Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great. Uh, in this episode, I am going to continue from what we left off in last episode. We discussed about dental implant and differences between dental implant and teeth and some of the aspects of treatment planning. In this episode, I am going to discuss about implant impression. Again, uh, a reminder to all of you that uh, if you can click on the link in the description uh, and register yourself because I will be doing uh, some webinars, implant treatment related webinars. So if you want to attend those webinars, it's free of charge, uh, then click on the link and register yourself. So when I'm doing next webinar, I will be able to inform you then. So let's look at implant impression. Again, I'm talking about single implant, maybe two implants next to each other uh, or small bridges. I'm not talking about full arch implant restoration because that's completely different. So how, what are the ways you can take implant impressions? So there are three different ways you can take implant impressions. You can use closed tray impression method. You can use open tray impression method. And you can, of course, scan digitally. Closed tray impression method is almost like a conventional impression where you would take the healing abutment out, put the impression post in the implant, which is a closed tray impression post. So you need to make sure it's a closed tray impression post. And then you would take a normal impression, putty and wash or um, impregum, whichever impression material you use, you will take that normal impression and then you would, when you take the impression out, either the post will come out with the impression, it's a different brand, different companies work with differently, or part of the post will come out in the impression and then you take the, unscrew the post from the mouth and then place it back in the impression material or literally where with the enclose when you do that you in enclose implant close to impression you literally take the impression take the impression material out and then literally you push the impression post into the material now as you could imagine that if you are doing any of those three methods using close tray technique there is going to be an error incorporated in it possibly that the impression post can move it depends on the system and it depends on the impression, but there is a chance that impression post can move uh, when you do take this kind of impression. And that's why I prefer open tray impression. In open tray impression, you need to be able to access the implant with the impression post in. That's very important. So what you need to do is make sure that you have, you take the healing abutment out and screw in the open tray impression post and make sure you you can you can use a screwdriver and you will be able to unscrew it once the impressions set uh, that's very important because you don't you and pa patient doesn't want don't want to panic now in my career uh, in last 10 years i have taken one or two maybe close to impression just because the excess was an issue so most of the impression you will be able to take do using open tray impression method many companies they do smaller or longer impression posts just make sure you have both of them for interiors i use long impression post and for posteriors i use small impression posts or short impression posts um, so what you would do exactly is that you take the healing abutment out irrigate the area screw the impression post in now 
whenever you are screwing any implant component into implant, it's a good technique where, which was shown by one of my professor, is basically what you do is before you screw the impression post or the crown or whatever it is um, into the implant, you unscrew it first. So you place it and you unscrew it and start, once you start hitting clicking, that means the threads are aligned and then you start screwing the screw back in again. It's just that avoids um, risk of cross threading because it's a real risk where if, you, if, if, if the screw of the impression post or your crown is not aligned very well with the implant screw threads, then you can cross thread it and you can ruin the implant threads. Now, if the implant threads are ruined, then they are very difficult to, there are mechanisms where there are taps available where you can re-tap the internal screw, but it's tricky. So you don't want to get into that stage where you have cross-threaded. So make sure that you make sure that it's com completely seated properly. Screw the impression post in. Um, and then um, when I started taking implant impression, I used to take periapical radiograph to make sure that the, my impression post has seated completely. Now, most of the time, if the connection is a conical connection of the implant, then you don't really need it. Um, if it's a end-to-end -end joint, so basically um, it's called a butt joint, where if it's a, that kind of connection, then you may need um, to take an X-ray to make sure that it's seated properly. But nowadays, I feel with the tactile sensation and make sure that it's seated, Screw it in as uh, impression post. Make sure it's tight, hand it tight, not torque wrench or anything like that. Hand tight. Uh, use my um, impression tray. Now, again, in earlier days, I used to have a stock uh, custom impression tray for every single impre impression. But again, since last 10 years, I have not used um, maybe in the cases where the jaw size is so, so weird that the normal impression tray doesn't fit. I don't tend to use custom impression trays. Uh, I use stock impression trays, um, use a putty and wash impression really. Um, so what you're going to do is use a stock impression tray and see where the impression post is situated and you create a hole so that when you put the impression tray in the patient's mouth, then the, the impression post sticks out of the impression tray. Again, in earlier days, we used to block that hole with um, some sort of uh, wax just so that um, hole in the tray, just so that when I put the impression material in the tray, it doesn't escape. Now, if you're using putty and wash, that's not going to happen anyway, so you don't need to use a wax. If you're using, let's say, Improgram, which is a bit more runnier, then you can just put a finger uh, under the hole so that you know the, the Improgram doesn't come out of the hole. So once you load the tray, you place the tray in the impression post, you let it make sure you find the impression post through the hole. And that's why make sure the hole is much bigger than you think you're going to need. Because when you're faffing around with impression um, sort of tray in the patient's mouth and uh, trying to find the post, it would help if the hole is a bit bigger. So don't make it precise hole where just the impression post sticks out because it will never going to be precise. So you create a bit bigger hole. Um, then once you find the impression post, you let it set. And then what you need to do is take a probe because what would have happened is where the screwdriver goes in the impression post, you will have impression material stuck in there. So take a take a, a probe and just flick that impression material out of that 
impression post head where the screw needs to go screwdriver so the once once you take that out you place the imp, uh, implant driver into the hole and then unscrew the impression post then take the impression material impression tray out what would you have what will you have is the impression with the impression post in it um, and that's what we are looking at once you get that you take you just check whether the impression post is not loose so i just gently try and wiggle it and make sure that it's not too loose uh, or not loose if you do it too hard then it will move obviously so you need to be gentle just to make sure it's not really moving around too much um, and then you irrigate the the socket and then put the healing abutment back you then take the opposing arch impression um, if you need to take a bite registration, then you would do that. But for a single implant, generally it's not needed because there are many teeth available most of the time. So you would take the opposing arch impression and send everything to laboratory. Now, if you have two implants next to each other, then the process is slightly trickier because let's say two implants next to each other and you want them to use it for a bridge so let's say implant is in the upper right five region and six region and you're making a bridge from four five six three unit bridge or you have upper right five and upper right six implant two separate implants uh, and you you're making two separate crowns whichever matter is that if you have two implants next to each other then you need to connect them together because although you're taking impression you're taking open tray impression the impression post can still move a little bit and if they move bit and if you're using a bridge then your superstructure the metal structure may not fit properly into the implant or even if you're doing two separate crowns the crowns may not seat properly so to be to make to make it more accurate you need to connect those impression posts now in the beginning again i used to use pattern resin or duralay to connect the impression post the problem with duralay is that it's tricky to use in the mouth um, it takes ages um, once it's set it takes 24 hours to set so once the initial set happened once you think it's hard enough it's still shrinking so um, for 24 hours so it's not going to be very accurate so now what i do is i use in, uh, crown and bridge material um, connect the impression post together then very importantly you need to section it from the middle the crown and bridge material um, so, you know, if you have upper right four and six implant, you connected them in upper right five region where there is nothing, you just take a very thin burr and con and section it. So then you have a small section. Now you reconnect that using your normal composite. And the reason you do that is when you use crown and bridge material, the material will shrink and it will pull the post together when you take the impression out. So when you're cutting that in between, it just relieves that stress and then you reconnect it with the normal restorative composite because it shrinks less. So I hope that makes sense. Um, once that's done, then you take a normal impression. Now, one thing you need to really remember when you're doing this is if you are trying to connect two implants which are not almost parallel, which are divergent or convergent using this technique, then you will have issue where impression can get stuck in patient's mouth so what you i would suggest is if you don't think that the implants are parallel then maybe um, once you connected them together unscrew it and try to take up the whole assembly together if it comes out then screw it back in and you'll be fine if it doesn't come out 
then you can always section it, section the jig which you made, bisacryl, and then you'll have to take impression separately in the sense that you can't connect it together. So that's something you need to be aware of not to get caught out in um, divergent or convergent implants. And again, divergent convergent could be buccolingually as well. So just, just be aware of that. So once, um, so that's the that's the one thing. Once that's done for Im two implants next to each other, especially for a bridge when you're making when you're connecting them, you want to verify the model. So you want to make sure that this technician sends you some sort of a jig, which you then put in patient's mouth, section it, reconnect that jig in patient's mouth, and check it on the model whether that seats properly or not. Um, so make sure you verify your model basically whether that's accurate or not um, and then make the suprastructure otherwise you may not get a passive fit um, if you're doing two crowns and let's say next to each other single crowns and you haven't connected the impression post or for some reason you couldn't connect it then do a bisque trine so do a, a big trine where you just try the crowns in with the porcelain on top but they haven't glazed it so you adjust it and you make sure everything's fine fits okay and then send it back to lab and they will they will refire it and they will adjust it it's very difficult to do that in a screw mentable crown where they made a crown using an abutment and screw and cemented the crown on top of it created a hole it's called screw mentable crown which are becoming more popular nowadays because it's cheap um, and, and there are issues with it as well but just to let you know that if there is uh, this type of a crown then um, technician may struggle because they can't cement it before for a trine so you, you you might have to find a way they might cement it temporarily and then and then take it out later on so these are the closed tray and open tray impression method now the third method is super simple it's a digital impression uh, you need to make sure that you have an appropriate scan body um, they call it scan body um, when you are doing digital impression um, your brand the, let's say if you're using Strauman or biohorizon they will have their own um, scan body however if you decide to work with one of one particular lab they may have their own scan body as well because they might be using third-party software so make sure that you have appropriate scan bodies um, in order to scan but it's pretty simple you take the healing abutment out and this is how it works in medit your your uh, so that's the scanner i have um, you may have a different scanner and the protocol might be different slightly but in medit basically i would let's say if i'm doing upper right six i'll take the healing abutment out scan upper right arch without the scan body then put a scan body in and scan that section and then scan the opposing arch take the scan body out um, close the bite and and take the bite and send it to the lab now the benefit of doing digital is when you're doing two implants next to each other you don't have to faff about um, you know connecting them and doing disconnecting and all that stuff so you can literally scan it because in scan they don't move so um, you don't have to connect them and that's the that's the benefit of it however your technician needs to really be aware of how to work digitally because i have had uh, terrible experiences with some of the technicians where they don't understand the implant processes just because it's digital doesn't mean that um, you can get carried away and take it for granted so you still need to have a fundamental 
uh, understanding of implant restorations and how it works and the emergence profile and the the the, the distance of the platform size and and everything. So you need to make sure that you have that. But in in general, digital scans are much simpler way to scan the impression. So I hope you found this short episode helpful. You have a closed tray, open tray, and digital impressions. Nowadays, all my impression for single or two, two implants, up to two implants, are digital. Anything beyond that, I still use analog impression, um, or sometimes I use digital and then and then do a verification and maybe mix it up. Um, or I would take analog impression and then technician will convert it into digital. So... Um, you decide whichever is convenient for you. In my personal opinion, open tray is better than close to impression if you are doing analog impression. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And in the next episode, we will discuss about communication with laboratory, what you need to tell laboratory, what, what information you need to give laboratory uh, in order for them to understand what is your requirement. So I hope you again, you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.